this is Jacqueline with Sound Body Wisdom. Welcome. In the last episode, we explored how and why our inner and outer worlds are connected and the way that they mutually influence one another and why the skills of awareness, kindness, and curiosity are essential for investing in our growth. Not only the revealing of these these insights, but then working with them to connect with our authentic self. We, we study our details and our patterns, and we learn about why we think, feel, and act the ways that we do. In this episode, I'm really excited, I wanted to share more about the influence of the inner and outer landscapes and share more metaphor and information for you to work with to develop your relationship with your parts and to get to know your inner landscape, to differentiate the authentic self from all the the characters in your landscape. The characters or parts of the inner landscape are what I often refer to as my inner tribe. But here I'm also going to expand this a little bit further. And I'm going to say it's also like having an inner society. And so I just wanted to share a couple definitions of what a society is. So one definition is a group of individuals involved in persistent social interaction or a large social group sharing the same social territory and typically subject to the same dominant cultural expectations. Or another one is an organization or a club formed for a particular purpose or activity. All of these, they speak to the definition of a society. And when I read these, it's very much how I would describe our inner landscape and and what I call my inner tribe. So as I meditate more on this, this metaphor and framework for the inner landscape and and consider what might be most useful and supportive to share with you, it's interesting for me to to look for new ways to describe all of this or, or nuances to offer anything that can create more potential for you to access and engage this framework of working with your parts in the inner landscape. So You know, I realized I've been building my relationship to all my parts and characters for, it's over 25 years. And as with anything that you practice daily, it's like breathing for me. So it's really exciting to to see it with new eyes and with a fresh mind. Because in order to share in a way that's most accessible, I personally feel it's essential to deconstruct to question, to reframe, find new vantage points to reflect on this inner landscape of our parts. Because essentially, everything I share, the variety of words, the way I repeat things, the metaphors, it's all meant as potential clues or keys for you to see what clicks for you on your path of discovery. And remember, I'm an active supporter for you coming up with your own metaphors or improvising with what I share here. Whatever helps it to click and best work for you, that's what matters most. So there are different schools of thought wherever you look, different models 
or perspectives, metaphors for how how to discover and grow this incredible resource of the self, of you, of, of me, everyone, right? Each of us. And what I share is what I've seen work for, for clients I work with, people I meet on my travels, and of course, not only saved my life all those years ago, but it really continues to be the most flexible and profound framework I've known, which is why it's so woven into all that I do because it is really that accessible and that effective. So before I say more about our inner society, this inner landscape, let me just back it up a bit and, and share more about the big picture, right? The context that we're all swimming in, this being human, all right? So this is a simplification, but within us, we're made up of systems and networks inner workings, parts that have been designed or shaped by experience, repetition, exposure, and implicit learning, right? This is our unconscious realm. And maybe from the outside, it can all seem so simple, much like, like looking at the surface of a lake. But there's so much more to who we are, so much below the surface, so much depth to our unconscious and our inner landscape. In the unconscious are all our associative networks and memories where our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, that's where they've been and are seamlessly shaped, building the underwater architecture, right? Our conditioning, the patterns of infrastructure, all the parts that make you, you, and that influence almost every aspect of of who you are and our unconscious this inner landscape with all our memory experiences implicit and explicit learning our conditioning our habits it can shift it can change it can be reshaped and restructured in lots of ways but definitely through conscious awareness and conscious intention and conscious choice Developing our awareness is what supports us to consciously witness and engage our current inner landscape and all that dwells there. Awareness allows us to choose to interact more effectively, right? To question, be curious about our mindsets, our patterns, habits, our reactions, and all aspects and parts of ourselves. And once we learn how to develop our skills of awareness and kindness and curiosity, we can begin to interact and engage, build relationships with all these parts and connect to this essence of our inner landscape, the essence of ourselves. This is our practice, the practice of the self. But it's not a one and done scenario here because our unconscious is being fed with new information and materials all the time from circumstances, experiences, People, dynamics, energies, and information, all that we are exposed to and absorb continuously every day. And that is why this practice is, it's yours to grow over time and through your life at your own pace. Because as I said, this is not a one and done. This practice becomes, it's part of basic and essential hygiene for wellness and balance. 
And just as we have basic hygiene for our physical bodies, like bathing and dental care, developing our skills of awareness, kindness, and curiosity, and using them to build relationships with our parts, connect to our authentic self, it's just as essential for our health and our well-being. In my decades working with people, there is a common theme of people wanting to change and maybe having really potent glimpses or these aha moments, right, of insight or, or even small realizations, and then either not knowing what to do with them or thinking the realization itself is the end game. And the insight will now direct all the change they've wanted when it comes to their habits, thoughts, and feelings. And yes, absolutely, sometimes there can be an insight that comes and it's able to reverberate so clearly that it influences changes or, or shifts. But this is more common when you've already been practicing and engaging all your parts directly and connecting to your authentic self. So either way, the realizations and the insights, they're going to require some investment of, of effort, practice, and developing relationships with your parts that are connected to these realizations and insights. Because just as understanding architecture won't build a structure, the realizations and insights, they need us to roll up our sleeves. They need us to, to get our hands dirty. They need to be explored and engaged. You are able to be an active participant in the shaping of your own inner landscape. Because remember, your unconscious is really open to influence. And there are influences happening all the time that you may or may not perceive. And this is why conscious participation is so essential and fundamental to any ongoing practice. This is a relationship with yourself, a commitment, and a practice that becomes effortless and grows with you really throughout your life. And it's important to note that in gathering insights, developing our awareness, kindness, and curiosity, and our relationship to our inner landscape with this intention to create change, we have to understand that, that some change cannot be built on the existing beliefs and mindsets or the infrastructure. That new ground will sometimes need to be cultivated to have new growth. We have to study ourselves get to know our parts, listen, and learn. Learn what's underlying that which we seek to change. It's, it's like a treasure hunt. It's experimentation. It is trial and error. It is the practice. And this, it reminds me of a quote. There's an author, uh, Robert Piercig. He wrote a book I, I read when I was younger that had a profound impact on me. And he said, quote, if a factory is torn down, but the rationality that produced it is left standing, then the rationality will simply produce another factory. If a revolution destroys a government, but the patterns of thought that produce the government are left intact, then those patterns will repeat themselves. And so that's how it is with each of us. We all have an inner landscape our conditioning, the shape of us. And we have this amazing way we learn unconsciously, and it's, 
it's a big part of what creates who we are. You know, we're wired to learn by, by experience, perception, to absorb information and ideas invisibly, to have these really efficient systems that run behind the scenes. This is part of what's really incredible about us, that these systems of thought, emotion, and behavior, they can run independently without conscious involvement. We can run on autopilot for the most part. And this may or may not work sort of okay, you know, to varying degrees for different people. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely interested in in learning about consciously engaging your skills and yourself. And in order to do this, we need to listen and engage our inner landscape because we are sponges and we've been learning and being shaped since birth. We have learned both consciously and unconsciously. We've perceived information. We've interpreted experiences. We've learned from dynamics around us, the energy of a person or place, from body language, verbal language, emotions. We form beliefs, mindsets, and see things through the lenses of all of this, then building on what we've learned and often not questioning what we believe or our habits, and then even interpreting new information as affirming the current beliefs or habits, even when that new information could be interpreted many different ways. Then even during our sleep, our unconscious is processing and and sorting data, information, content inspired from our day or collected over a lifetime. So we have this gift, an amazing ability to shape and reshape ourselves, but without conscious engagement with all the parts of our inner landscape, so much of that shaping can, can just be reinforcing or entrenching the existing habits and beliefs and perceptions. And they can potentially be draining or limiting or, or maybe even harmful. You know, we might do this even when it's not helpful or sustaining for our overall well-being. We just, we leave our autopilot engaged. And this will generally continue unless you choose to interrupt this process. Or in some instances, there can be an unexpected life event that happens and you're, you're literally thrust into the depths, right? Unable to turn away from questioning and knowing that intentional change needs to happen. Again, there's, there's an infinite amount of nuance and conditioning that exists in the unconscious, our inner landscape. And my intention here is to share enough of the possibilities that you can find your access points and how you can relate so that you can make your practice your own. And whether your insights and realizations come spontaneously, perhaps inspired by a circumstance or through cultivating your skill of awareness, you'll need to engage these insights and clues further in order to explore your inner landscape to get to know your parts, to understand what inspires and influences your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, and then get to connect with your authentic self. You know, so by now, whether in this episode alone or, or through listening or reading my work, you can see that there's this continual and consistent thread of, 
of what I share, of cultivating your skills, of awareness, kindness, and curiosity, and using them to get to know your inner landscape, to build connection and relationships with all your different parts. So let's, let's talk more about parts and what I call the inner tribe or can be thought of as our inner society. As we can now see, we are developing a wide network of parts or members of our inner society throughout our lives. So when we talk about parts of us, it's no wonder we each have a really diverse population within us. And we know these parts are they're likely connected to maybe a memory or experience, or perhaps they're even emerging from another part's beliefs. But for whatever reason, and however they formed or arrived, they have a voice, or maybe a need, or they might exert an influence, or perhaps they create an internal tension, or maybe a noise. But not all parts cause disruption or noise. Some parts of us might keep a quiet distance, or they might create just a small energy drain, just trying to hide themselves away. Or other parts might eagerly be waiting for an invitation to connect with the whole or to the self. Some parts are neutral, and there are actually other parts actively trying to help and are witnesses and guides there to help you connect to the self. Having our parts connected it alleviates drain on our whole system. Synthesis and cohesion with our parts, it allows for more energy to be generated because parts are working together. They're collaborating instead of a, a tug of war or expending energy, just keeping parts separate or maybe squashed. That chaos and disconnection, it drains. Cohesion creates a nourishing system that can thrive. And so you learn about your parts through awareness, kindness, and curiosity. You ask questions. You have conversations. You make dates. You build relationships. You mediate, collaborate, and you listen. Because the underlying wisdom here is that each part is welcome. Each part of you is welcome. Some may need guidance or maybe even boundaries during this process, but, but all are welcome. And, and I know that can be a tough concept for people because we're steeped in a culture where it's, it's generally acceptable to have an us and them mentality, where not everyone is welcome. And we're often perpetuating judgments about people around us. But the key here in our inner society is to not mirror the external society. It is to work with an entirely different paradigm, a paradigm of curiosity and kindness, an inner world where judging and a punitive mindset is just not present. It's a place of acceptance, a society with an absence of violence and isolation and force, an absence of capitalizing at any cost. It's an inner society of connection, cohesion, collaboration. At the heart of your inner society is your wise and expansive self. It's not, it's not a part or a compartmentalization. 
It's a vast presence that isn't hooked into any narrow perspective. It's just an expansive care and clarity for the whole of your inner society, the whole of you and all your parts. The wise, expansive self is really just pure and authentic you, essence of unconditioned love. And it's, it is broad-hearted perspective without any limitations of a single part or a group of parts or any one experience or conditioning. <laughs> it's just, exp- how many times, right? I keep saying expansive. It is just expansive. And it is wisdom. And it is this place of unconditioned love. And this is what radiates at the heart of each of us, at the core of our inner landscape, within our inner society, with all our different parts and characters. And all the parts of our inner landscape, they participate or not in varying ways. And there are even parts that are there to be witnesses and guides to support that connection with our authentic self. Because this this essence of the self, our authentic self, it can get obscured or even covered over. So it's a collaboration between all parts and our authentic self, all in service to overall connection. And as already mentioned, some parts can be more eager to connect with the self, while others have been shaped with ideas of maybe resisting or fighting, wanting control. So the possibility of connecting to the authentic self, it actually feels like a threat to their survival, even though connecting to self is really the sustainable choice overall. So we find so many different parts within us on a wide spectrum. And the parts that are supporting by witnessing and guiding are holding this compassionate space with our authentic self. This space of listening, connection, relationship building, integration and synthesis, right? There are also inner relationships between our parts too habits and patterns of how they relate to one another and that that all can add to the complexity right because in our lives it it can be a little overwhelming or confusing when we hear different voices or needs thoughts and feelings being triggered or stimulated simultaneously the work here is to discern and differentiate the parts connected to the different voices and the needs and the feelings as much as possible to differentiate parts from one another and from our authentic self, our broad-hearted essence, right? Because it's really easy to confuse self with the feeling or the thoughts of a part. Because we often say, you know, I'm sad or I'm angry, I'm jealous. And really, this is just a part or maybe several parts of us feeling this way. So when we differentiate ourself from the parts, we have more flexibility. We have more clarity and access to engage the parts and to connect them with the whole. And you know, not all parts need something specific. Some just need to be seen or acknowledged, feel connected. Again, it's about relationships, listening and collaboration. Some are disruptive and loud because they want something or sometimes just because that's what they learn to do. They, they might not even know why. So there are so many descriptions or scenarios that are possible for all the variety of parts or characters within us. 
And the practice is, it's to listen and to get to know them. Get to know your parts and their unique voices. And we do this by using our awareness to notice qualities or details about our thoughts, our emotions, our habits, our internal chatter, and more, right? For example, maybe you have a sense of sadness when you have a certain thought, or maybe you feel defensive in particular situations. You feel this consistent sense of ease in other situations, or, or maybe you tend to avoid X, Y, or Z in your life even when you're saying that you want to move towards those things. Uh, Maybe your inner chatter, it kicks in more at some times than others. Perhaps anxiety kicks in around the same time you have a certain memory. Or maybe you feel excited when you think about certain things. So all of this sounds very basic, but they are. It's every day. These These are just examples that you can then use as a springboard and work with. Each of these gives you gives you an idea about the qualities or the details your awareness can help you see the patterns and then you practice staying present with them. We then bring our curiosity and kindness to what we notice. Curiosity and kindness are are how we connect and develop relationships to these thoughts, these feelings, these experiences because Each of them are connected to our parts, some member of our inner society. So the work here is to first differentiate the parts at play through awareness, then utilize curiosity and kindness to connect with them individually. And and we need to understand that they're a part of the whole, that while we're listening to an individual part of us, they don't exist in isolation. Everything and every part is relational and part of the whole in the ever-changing, ever-becoming you. And if you recall back to the beginning of the episode, we talked about how our inner landscape and the outer world, they influence one another. There's, there's a feedback loop and a reflecting one into the other. Our personal beliefs, our thoughts, our mindsets, emotions, they create our personal matrix, right? The layout of our inner landscape. And it is through our inner landscape that we see and experience people, the outside world, and even parts of ourselves. And societal beliefs about what should be valued most or what it means to be human or what's the purpose of life, what's most important, these are deeply entrenched and reflected into our inner landscape the exchange or the reciprocity of these influences can often be invisible as they're, they're simply adopted, right? They're accepted and absorbed sort of in bulk across the board, generation after generation. And these adopted beliefs are, they're generally unquestioned, right? They're woven into quote reality and therefore they are established as being reality. So we have the outside world exerting, you know, its influence and imposing these less than sustainable dynamics of, of force or isolation, these less than mentalities, these punitive approaches, or the have more perspectives, dynamics that are counter to 
Really, our essence of connection, collaboration, kindness, cohesion, this vibrance. And like a crystal whose many faceted shape is, it's actually created by a combination of external surface forces or uh, surface pressures against the material of the crystal itself. That's how the facets of the crystal are shaped. So we're like the crystal. Our shape, our facets, our parts are created by a combination of external world forces and then the composition of all our parts, our inner landscape. Engaging skills of awareness, kindness, and curiosity and working towards connection and cohesion within our inner landscape, with our parts, this is an available choice for each of us. This is what can help shift the dynamics of our inner society and connect us to our authentic and amazingly radiant self. And since we know the inner and the outer influence one another, this internal shift, it also reflects into the outside world to contribute to and create more cohesion there. Because awareness, kindness, and curiosity and supporting connection, cohesion, and collaboration within our internal society, it is powerful work. So the, the practice, it builds sustainable relationships within for us to thrive. And it helps the world outside to become a healthier and more aligned system in the process. So let's start with ourselves and work towards a cohesive inner society with all our parts collaborating, connected to our radiant, authentic self. And starting with ourselves, what that means is we start with this practice of the self. And that's, you know, developing our skills of awareness, kindness, and curiosity. Then using these skills to differentiate self and parts. And connecting with our authentic self as we build relationships and cohesion with all parts of us. And then we remind ourselves that what we are building and creating internally can feel awkward at times because it's, it's a different dynamic from the dynamics in the outside world and some habits that we've learned. But as we develop our practice, our awareness, our kindness and curiosity, our connection to our authentic self and this space of cohesion, you'll see a difference in how you feel, how you think, and how you act. You'll notice you have more energy in the face of challenges, more breath where there was overwhelm, a sense of calm in the midst of the unknown, more clarity where there had been confusion, and more choice in times where you previously maybe felt triggered. The practice of the self is yours to begin at any time and at your own pace. Awareness, kindness, and curiosity, they're accessible to all of us. Our inner landscape is accessible to all of us. Our parts and authentic self, they are right here, right now within us. So do you have 15 minutes a day? Do you have five minutes a day? How do you want to begin? A great place to start is setting aside some intentional time each day 
Because again, it's, it's like essential hygiene. And I would say start with your awareness because it's foundational in how it supports your overall practice of the self and the other skills of kindness and curiosity build upon it. In my book, Touching the Invisible, it is, it's filled with exercises and examples for developing your practice and these skills. So you can find exercises there. And as you develop your skills, you begin to utilize them during the intentional time that you set aside, but also just naturally throughout your day. You'll notice that your skills begin to perpetuate and, and fuel one another. And you can also work with me one-on-one, which is, which is not a sales pitch, but rather an invitation or a reciprocity of investment. Because now, more than ever, we need each of us investing in cohesion and connection within our inner landscapes. So if you want to work with me, you can get in touch through my website, soundbodywisdom.com, and I'm happy to connect. But either way... I am here cheering you on. I'm cheering us all on as we do this practice of the self, creating an inner landscape with more nourishment, cohesion, connection, balance, and vibrance, connecting to our parts and our authentic, wise, amazing, expansive self. So as always, thanks for spending this time with me. This has been Jacqueline with Soundbody Wisdom. Take good care.